Just get on. You yield to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and let him take you. Let him take you in prayer. Let him take you in intercession. Let him do it, the work. Okay? Because he knows, like we said in uh, Romans 8, 26 and 27, he knows what the mind with the will of God is. So when we hook up with him in intercession, in praying in our prayer language, we get, we, we may know the will of God. We know how to pray effectively in English. We may not. But the thing is, when we pray in the spirit, when we, when we pray in intercession and pray in the spirit, we are praying God's perfect will for whatever situation you're praying for. You're praying God's perfect will. And that's what we want. If we can pray God's perfect will, then the angels hearken to the word of the Lord and they go forth and do the battle and bring it to pass. Amen? Is that, am I going too fast? I'm, I know I'm moving right along. Okay. Though there must be labor on your part, yet at the same time rest in him. Let the spirit flow through you like a river, like a mighty wave, let it flow through you. Give vent to those innermost groanings. Let them escape your lips. Take the time to get alone and wait, sometimes not even saying anything. But on the inside of you, there is a groan. It's an agonizing, agonizing. There is a flowing out of your spirit by the Holy Spirit to the great spirit, the Father of spirits. And thou shalt be sustained. Thou shalt be kept and thy family and thy home will be sure and stand fast and thy children shall grow up strong and stalwart in the Lord, and they shall have no fear. They shall have no fear. Amen? That's a good word, and I I think it would be um, prudent for people to um, go over that word from the Lord. Amen? Amen. Because in the hour that we're in, things are going to become more and more real, more and more real of what's going on in the spirit realm. I mean, we're seeing a lot. And, and we can blame this person, and we can blame that person, we can blame that person. But, you know, the church hasn't done their job. The church hasn't done their job. And that's where the church needs to come together in one accord or in groups, however the Lord leads you to, to intercede for the situation. But, you know, a thousand, one can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. How many do you think this group right here could move off of this territory in the, in, in, in the Midwest here. Hmm? If we're in one accord, one mind, one purpose, one heart, that has to be there. Um, hmm. <laughs> we're just going all different directions here. Philippians, please. This is, this is later on. I have, you know, it's interesting. I can get all this in order. One, two, three, four, five. And then he comes along and he says, I want you to do this here. And then this scripture verse goes here. And okay. Okay, so this is Philippians 2. And it says, um, I'll start with verse 1. If therefore, if therefore there is an, any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion... Make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Now, these couple scripture verses that we're going to read, this is how the body of Christ needs to get into one mind. It's the love of God that's shed and brought in your heart. You have no, um, uh, you have no um, plan or you have no, um, uh, what's the word I want? You have no 
agenda, thank you, or, or anything invested in this that's going to profit you. You have no agenda. And see, this is what we need to have. We need to have God's love flowing through us and not our own agenda or our own thoughts. Make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Verse 3, now this helps a little bit. Verse 3, Philippians 2. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. And that was the attitude that we should have because Christ had in that. See, that selfish ambition or that self selflessness, you know, when you're praying for another situation, you're praying for somebody else, you are selfless. You take a back seat. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, you can spend hours interceding with someone about a situation that's going on in their life. I'm surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart. And that person has a need. I'm going to hook up with them and I'm going to pray it out. See, where I'm, see where, I'm, where I'm going with this? This is the mind of Christ. This is, this is the one accord, one mind, one purpose, one heart. See, and I have to have that. If I sit down and pray with somebody and I have a, a mind, an attitude like, oh, brother, okay, I'm just going to get this over with and then I can go do my own thing. Is that going to accomplish anything with that person? No. What kind of an attitude is that? It's a selfish one. It's a selfish attitude. Does that make sense? And you, you young people, you young people, this, this, this wisdom and knowledge is for you because you're, you're, everybody's going to be praying. Everybody's going to need to pray in order to survive. Now, I didn't say that. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. But that's what prayer is going to, prayer is going to have to be. Prayer is going to have to be that. You're going to have to pray in the spirit to know whether, you know, I, I told you this a while back, but Afghanistan is a good example. The, the church there was underground, but they knew, they knew the Lord and the Lord, a lot of them were being directed. They would go think they were supposed to get out here, but the Lord showed them a picture. They, they were to get out over here. You know, the church in China, they don't, nothing has spoke out where they meet. The church in China, everybody just picks it up in the spirit where they go meet. They just pick it up in the spirit realm that where they go meet. Nothing's spoken. You can't do that because you can't, you just can't do that. So, so there's a place where, where the church hasn't come into the importance of praying in tongues totally, you know. But anyway, okay, so should we go to my message? <laughs> James 5.16. Oh, maybe I should save it till next week. Um, well, we can start. I haven't walked away from Acts. I'll call, Acts got involved this week in a big way. Um, and I'll show you here in just a minute. But let's go to James, shall we? And we, we were talking and just talking about prayer. And I think this fits perfectly. Um, this will be amplified, and I don't have my amplified, but I wrote it down that way. But James five sixteen, five sixteen. Um, my New American says the effective. This is the last part of five sixteen. The effective 
prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And so then it compares in verse 17, it, it talks about Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. How many of you would think Elijah was just like you? Elijah was just like me. Just like me and just like you. Elijah was. Was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Now, there was a reason for that. I mean, he was dealing with a a king and a queen that were not very nice. And so, so, but anyway, back up there, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And I, I like the amplified, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Tremendous power available. Amen? Amen. So that's really, that's, that's for the church. It's not just for Elijah, but it's for the church. Now I want to let's let's go over here to Mark and and we'll just get a good start on this. Um, then we can pick this up next week because this area is really important, and and I, I really like talking about the spirit realm. You, you know me, don't you? I like talking about the spirit realm. Okay, Mark thirteen thirty three. Okay, 13.33, and we're going to, 33, and this is, Jesus is talking here, and he's saying, take heed, keep on the alert, and that alert is, is the word that we'll probably focus on a little bit right now, and we'll finish up on it next week. Take heed, keep on the alert, for you do not know when the appointed time is. God doesn't want us in a stupor or sleeping. He wants us doing his bidding, his work for it while we're here. Verse 34, alert. Well, maybe I should tell you what alert. Um, um, alert means to turn the thoughts. Direct the mind to consider. Direct the mind to consider to be on the alert. I know you know that there's other, other um, words or other descriptions, but... 34, it is like a man away on a journey uh, who upon leaving the house, putting his slaves in charge, assigning to each one his task, also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert. Okay, it is like a man away on a journey. Who's that? Who's the man away on a journey? Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus is on, on away on a journey. I mean, he's coming back, but we don't know when, okay? Who upon leaving... And leaving his house and putting his slaves. Okay, who's the slaves? We are. We are the slaves. We're enslaved to him, it says. I didn't write the scripture verse down because they got love. No, I didn't write that one down, but we're enslaved to him. We've been bought by a price. We're not our own anymore. We're his, okay? And, okay, and putting, who upon leaving his house and putting his slaves in charge... So we're in charge. The church is in charge. Assigning to each one his task. What's your task? What's another word for task here is what I should say. Task. Assignment. Calling. You each got a calling. You each got a calling. That's your task to do while the Lord is gone. Your task. Your job. Your assignment. Okay? Assigned to each one his task, also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert. 
Therefore, verse 35, be on the alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, whether in the evening, at midnight, at cock-crowing, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, be on the alert. Be on the alert. Now, there's there's a... a in intercession, and we'll probably we'll 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 stop there because then we're going to get into the one accord, and I want to start fresh with that. But you know, when you're when you're, you're um, in intercession or to be on the alert, um, I don't know how many of you probably never heard me do this, but in in intercession, you can see a, an attack coming. You can see an enemy, an attack coming. Sometimes it's for an individual. Sometimes it's can be for a church, whatever it is. But when I'm in a place of intercession, I just can see on the horizon a demonic force that's getting ready to come against either that person or myself or this church or the country, whatever. So so as an intercessor then, you're on the alert. You're always on the alert. And the church should always be on the alert, alert listening on the inside because the Holy Spirit's going to prompt you to pray for somebody you may know. The Holy Spirit may prompt you to pray for somebody you don't know. But that's being on the alert. That's being on the alert. And then in intercession, you're on the alert. You're, you're flowing with the Spirit and you're dealing with the demonic influences. And then all of a sudden you see a counterattack from an enemy. This is all in the spirit realm. I'm telling you, this is not, this is just not, um, a bunch of fluff. <laughs> This is all things that take place in the spirit realm. And that's why I talk to you about it so much that way, because the spirit realm is a very real place. Actually, it's right around you right now. It's right there. It's right there. If, the, if your eyes were opened up, you see, you see like the servant saw in the natural. All the, all the warring, the, the enemy was sitting around him. Well, the demonic influences are looking for someone to devour. That's a scripture verse I had down. But the, the demonic influences are looking for somebody to devour. So you know what that devour means? That word there as I was saying out, gulp down. That means it's quick. <laughs> but he's looking for somebody that's stepping in the wrong place, is out in sin or in unrighteousness place, or or talking, huh? Or fear, yeah, yeah, well, that's sin. Fear, <laughs> fear. if they're fearful of what's coming and they make let their mouth speak that out. See, they, they are hovering. And the minute you speak something contrary to the word of God, they go, oh, that, that one's mine. I'm going to go there and I hear them. They're in agreement with me. I'm going to go there and sit on their shoulders or I'm going to occupy some space. But they, that's why it's so important to watch your words. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. That's why it's so important that we line ourselves up to walk in line with his word and his will for our lives. Amen? Amen. Yeah, and so so that two weeks ago when they dealt on on deliverance and dealing with demonic influence and casting out devils, I just want to reassure you they are nothing. They have no power. They have no power. And, and we tread upon them. They've been stripped of their power. Amen? And I, and I taught that a couple of weeks ago. Anyways, so we have the power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall injure us. 
We tread upon serpents and scorpions. We tread. Because, see, Jesus stripped them of their power, it says in Colossians 2, and made a public display. So every time we tread upon them, we make a public display of them. Father, we just want to thank you for this word that is alive and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. We thank you, Father, that it doesn't return void, but it accomplishes a mighty work in the ears of the hearer. And that, Father, they, they go forth and are fruitful and prosperous in everything they put their hands to. And we just want to give you all the praise and glory because it's because of you that we're able to do that and, and the work that Jesus did and the help of the Holy Spirit. We just love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. And we love you, Holy Spirit. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.